dirty. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from inside Arkham Asylum here on the Chaotic Radio Network, it's the Jack of All Nerds Show. <laughs> Prepare to have a smile put on that face. I recommend it with gas, but these nutjobs say they can do it simply by talking about comics, books, movies, gaming, pop culture, and a bunch of other nerd stuff. That sounds absolutely crazy. Listen up, kiddies. They may be nerds, but they swear like sailors. <laughs> and now, without further ado, the only man alive I know who loves me more than Harley... The Jack of all nerds. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Jack of all nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of all nerds, Michael Maxwell. Uh, as per usual, I don't currently have a co-host in the studio, uh, but... The rumor is he will be here momentarily. Uh, but yeah, in the booth, as always, Mr. John Edis. Hey, Mr. Co-hostless host. How are you, man? I think you and I are in a, in a very similar boat right now in that we're barely awake. You, barely? I'm not awake. You're not? No. Just wait, wait, what? No, I hear. Hey! Speak of the devil and he shall appear. <laughs> Derek Murray has just walked into the studio. No, no. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say those famous Bane lines without doing the Bane voice. I, I can, because I'm so tired right now. <laughs> I'm exhausted as well. Yeah. I Not for the same reason, but I'm I'm very, very tired. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. Sure. Cool. I just he feel is, like I should be empathetic. He is yeah. the most tired man in the world. <laughs> in the world. Ah. Uh, so so uh, tell me all about it. <laughs> What's no the word? story? Morning glory. Uh, <laughs> Sit have, down, we'll chat. Tell me everything. Have you heard about Hugo and Kim? Uh, no. <laughs> so we were supposed to have a special guest in the studio tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there was some traffic, uh, which is a thing in life that happens to people. It's a very real often. thing, especially here. Yes, in Southern California, Northern Hell. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you want to look at it. Um, we were going to have actor from True Blood, and I guess he's going to be guest starring on the upcoming season of True Detective, well, yeah. coming, which actually premieres tonight. Yeah. So, Damn it. I needed to start my DVR. Shit. Oh, curses. Uh, <laughs> but we were going to have actor uh, Greg Daniel in the studio. Uh, he, we have been informed that he will not be here, mm-hmm. but he will be here in spirit. Uh, yeah. And by spirit, I mean he'll be calling in at 8.30. <laughs> and, um, uh, we'll, we'll talk to I, him I did have a chance to kind of look him up. Uh, he has been in everything. Yes. But yeah. if everything. You, if, you've not seen, uh, if you've not seen True Blood, if you've just ever seen television. <laughs> if you've ever watched TV ever, yeah. he's the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, but no, like he literally has yeah. been no, his, in his IMDb is is insane. Yeah. And – it, he's like in some of my favorite shows, 
I, I look, he's in some of my favorite movies and some of my favorite shows. I was scrolling through and I was like, wait, what? How are you in, in everything I've ever liked since like 99? Yep. I know all the nerdy goodness, huh? Oh yeah, no, he's, he's everything. literally in everything. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, how many things that guy has been in. So I'm so, pretty yeah, excited. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you don't, don't, don't get to be in his physical presence. I know. I today. wanted to be. I really did. I was really excited. I even did my research, guys. I know. I didn't make that up. I actually Never researched happens. this man. Although I did message him to do his research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was but, co- even, but it was coerced, but no, still done. But, but even then, most of the time, it just says scene, and then, you know, I ignore it completely and still show up unprepared. It, this is true. Yeah, yeah this, so, is, this is true. I actually took initiative this yeah. time, guys. Like I said, coerced, but done. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's happening uh, at 8.30. Yeah. Um, but I guess before we get into that, uh, John and I, the reason we're dead tired is because we drove – We got. A, I got up at 3.30 yesterday morning mm. uh, so that we could drive to Vegas, and then we did Las Vegas – amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Yeah. And then we drove – back and then somehow i decided to stay up until three this morning <laughs> i don't know how that happened but it did what were you doing i i well uh, more on that frustration yes. in a moment <laughs> oh. just a little self-abuse Ooh. right uh, that's but, what it is but, but, hello uh lost my sound <laughs> i'm excited uh, before before we get into that let's uh let's talk about sponsors yes we? we shall sponsors so, cool yes uh so first i'm so tired the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You're never too tired for Roadhouse. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Um, we don't have a place called the Roadhouse. I feel like I should have more like a movie announcer voice. <laughs> Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga. The Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. They have nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke... All that kind of stuff. It's very fun. And during, Their karaoke nights are a blast, and actually. During sports seasons, they have sports TV. Yeah. You know, with uh, with people doing stuff and baskets and goals. Yeah. And, you know, and things whatever like running, that. making physical contact, yeah. Take, I, taking the physical challenge. <laughs> I can I can vouch for karaoke though. It's mm-hmm. it's actually one of the more fun karaoke places I've been to. Sure. Um, yeah. So you know. Yeah. Roadhouse. <laughs> For more information, visit Facebook.com forward slash E, as in the letter E, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> what that was. I don't know. All right. I just felt like it was like Sesame Street. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> e! Roadhouse is brought to you by the letter E. <laughs> anyway, uh, and the dinner detective, enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery comedy dinner show. Yeah. I was. I don't know if I could get any more words into that statement, but I'm, I'm going to try next time. Uh, yeah. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're buying tickets for the Ontario, California location, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount. And lastly, Four Color Fantasies comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. Woot I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. For more information, visit fourcolorfantasies.com. That's with the number four. And uh, you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 4CF Rancho. Great store, guys. A lot of cool events. All your all your gaming and comic book needs. Uh, they're actually doing a private screening of Ant-Man coming up. 
which oh. uh, we will be at. What what date is that? I don't know, but no, we'll okay. be there. All right. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get you those details Okay, eventually. please do. Because actually my July schedule is far more busy than my <laughs> June schedule was. Um, but yeah, we will, uh, we'll, at least some of us, part of us will be there. Yeah. <laughs> part of the Jack of All Nerds, at least, at a very minimum. At the very minimum, our banner will be there, will be there somewhere <laughs> on a table <laughs> in front of the theater. The Jack will be there. <laughs> not the, not of all nerds. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yes, so they, they do stuff like that. And this event, just like all their other private screenings, uh, the tickets run in the 20 to $25 range, but they include a goodie bag, uh, a T-shirt, a raffle ticket, and they give away a ton of cool prizes. Ugh, they're pri- I, so. Every single time we do one of these, I'm so jealous I can't enter to win the raffle because I just watch them give away. It's a, it's a giant table full of stuff, uh, and it's stuff that you want to win. It's not – you already have your swag bag. Like, yeah. It's stuff you actually – you really, really want to have. I think we should invest in a fake mustache for you. I love it. And then you just I totally love it. Try to win. But I'm so down. <laughs> so down. I'll white face it. I don't care. Let's do it. Face it. Um, so I'll turn on Wait, the white. I'll make it clear, happen. To be for Derek to go white face, just a light powder. The, yeah, yeah, it's really just a, it's really just a touch of, you know, it's not too much. Little, actually, a little foundation. Actually, I think it's no. just a pair of Ray-Bans, man. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you both. Um, <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> anyway, so, wow. Uh, so yeah, for more information on that, uh, uh, visit him on on Facebook. Yes. Uh, but I think the tickets have to be purchased in the store. So there you go. There you go. Two birds with one stone. Yes. Uh, all right. So that's uh, that's sponsors out of the way. Uh, current events, really, guys, tonight, uh, we're just going to kind of touch on Amazing Las Vegas. Um, some some good news, some bad news. Uh, good news is we got some video footage while we were there, Ooh. video interviews. Yeah. The bad news is is that the microphone that was connected to the camera decided to be a dickweed, and I have almost no audio awesome. from the interviews. Awesome. So, so just video you know interviews, no I, audio. I say, we, I say we like Mystery Science Theater 3000, that shit. No. And let somebody <laughs> just, just put it up put it up on the site with no audio and let people dub their own shit. Make it a contest. No. Absolutely oh, not. I'm no. not, not going to disrespect people we interview that way. Um, if it were just us. Okay. And the, the sad part is the only <laughs> freaking audio that I got was when it was just John just and I us. on fucking camera talking to each other. I call sabotage by John. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually kind of seems appropriate because the the opening, the mic cut out when I was saying who I was, and then it cut in right when John was like, oh, I'm dude, John. Oh. This is not helping your case, John. <laughs> no, it's not. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was well trained in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, the, a lot of the I mean, the, the con was very busy, and you know, from going there last yeah. year, it is an it's a creator con. Like, yeah. there's lots of artists, Absolutely. lots of creators, and they were busy. They were all busy doing what they do. Yeah. And uh, the cut the interviews that we did manage to get um, are actually some guests that we're gonna have on the show anyway. Oh. So <laughs> all right, we'll make that up. Uh, I did get to interview Chris Casamassa from Mortal Kombat. Fantastic. Scorpion. Awesome. And I really wanted that interview. Yeah, and yeah. Well, uh, now I have a nice I have a nice silent video. Thanks. Nice silent movie of us Good. talking. That's what I'll do. 
I'll give it the silent movie treatment. I'll make it black and white. And I'll, just, I'll put the text up on the screen of what we said. And then just play the little... Actually, that would be great. I think that, people would love that. That would be pretty I hilarious. I think people would love that shit. I would, I would watch about I would two too. minutes of that. I would. I yeah. would. And the interview was about... It was like three minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, I would yeah. totally do that. <laughs> yeah, I would watch if it. You're, if I you're willing to spend hours on end oh, making that God. happen... Uh, uh, the, that would be hilarious. The brilliant part is he really doesn't have to spend hours. Yeah, it'll be yeah. a it'll be like the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Oh my god. So yeah, maybe I'll make that happen on a couple. Of those. <laughs> uh, but more importantly than that, I think Chris Casamassa is is somewhat local. So oh okay. I'm gonna see if I can maybe try to get him into oh, that'd be to awesome. talk Mortal Kombat and WMAC Master. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was there because, you know, I wrote stuff. And, yeah. And, um, one of my books was there. The other one was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, some last minute shipping problems. Yeah. And I did a signing for two hours. Ooh. Uh, look at you all popular and shit. Eh, I wouldn't say popular, but they did. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you were. You're you know that, you know, the magical announcer that the, the, the oh, yeah. announcement. So I did get announced on the loudspeaker that I was going to be at the table at the A3 booth signing. Um, but I guarantee everyone in that room was like, who the fuck is Michael Maxwell? Because like, I'm not. I'm not Rob yeah. Liefeld. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for like, sure. When they're like, John Barrowman's going to be in that. Like, everyone's like, yeah, where do I go? Mike Maxwell. Everyone's like, I don't I don't know him. I, you know. But they should. They should. And that's it. See, and that's uh-huh. the point. Because uh-huh. everyone's going, wait a minute. I don't know who that is. Am I behind? <laughs> so now everyone's going to know who you are. Hopefully. Well done. Well done. Yeah, but I, uh, I have a story for you. I'm listening. It would probably you, – because you don't like Doctor Who, so you could probably mm. give a fuck. But you do watch Arrow, so you may care. But Man. I think this will make your girlfriend uh, insanely jealous. So <laughs> so I was just standing there mm-hmm. in the in the showroom, and I was like walking towards JoJo's booth. My girlfriend had a booth there, and I was heading on over there, and I just happened to glance over, and John Barrowman – fucking walked by me right like not with like an entourage or anything. yeah it was like with one person just cruising the floor nobody even noticed get the fuck out no so it gets better because then he so he walks by me and i'm like in my brain just like it's it's him <laughs> like, what the fuck and i didn't say anything I of, didn't co- do of anything. course not i was just because my brain was still processing yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went over to JoJo's booth, and um, there's uh, she was talking with uh, a, a cosplayer, Carolyn Bird. Bird, yes, yeah, Carolyn. Bird. Yeah, I know her. She was there cosplaying. Awesome. And so she was there, and they were talking, and I I kind of interjected, and I was like, Oh my god, you know, you're not gonna believe what I just saw, John Barrowman, and he was here, and I was retarded and didn't say anything, and uh, they were like, Oh my god, and then I went back over to the A3 booth. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting ready for the signing that I was supposed to do. Yeah. And then I was telling them, I was like, oh my God, guess who I just saw? And as I'm standing there, he fucking walked back by. <laughs> and this time, I wasn't fucking around. Yeah. I like almost tackled him. Like if he had security, I would have been chased. <laughs> I just, I ran out and I was like, Captain Jack. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I turned retarded. That's, I did. I absolutely uh, got retarded. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, this is like a dream and <laughs> a dream within a dream. Uh, and then he like shook my hand and then I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then he started to walk away and I was like, I'll never wash this again as I pointed to my hand and regretted the words coming out of my mouth. But whatever. <laughs> so 
No, story gets better. How did he make you that stupid? Anyways, please Just continue. Story gets better. I, I'm so. This story is amazing. Look, yeah, no, this is fantastic. I had moments to react. All right, you yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. If, if I wouldn't have gone retarded, I wouldn't have said anything or done anything, and then I wouldn't even have had a handshake. You yeah. Know what I mean, okay. Didn't get a. Didn't even get a picture. Yeah. Most people would have been like, "Excuse me, can I get a picture with you?" I was just like, "Handshake, I'm good." Um, <laughs> but then. He was kind of headed off in uh, you know a direction, and I was like, I gotta go tell JoJo that I just shook his hand, and so I went, and right as I hit the alley where she was, where her booth was, I see him ahead of me walking her direction, and I was like, oh shit! So I sprinted past him up to her booth, and I did one of those. He's coming up right behind me, and I'm pointing over my. Yeah, finger. actually, I was with you when that happened. You didn't just sprint towards her booth; you hurdled a kid. <laughs> And, and you jumped over somebody. And then so great. they they both look over as he's walking by. And Carolyn like waved at him and he waved back and everybody was like panties were dropping everywhere. <laughs> you, Jojo gets all like super nervous. Around yeah, yeah, I know. She as he walked past and rounded the corner, she was fl- like flush in the face. <laughs> Red. She had to take her glasses off like she was that like. Oh, about it. that is. That is so amazing. It was I was nuts. And the fact that seriously, he was just cruising around and nobody nobody what paid him any notice world? whatsoever. That's crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a crazy story. Uh have you still have you not washed your hand? Uh no, unfortunately I have washed it oh. since then. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh when he did round the corner, that was one of the things I said when JoJo's getting all flustered. I was like, Do you want to touch him? And I held my hand out. <laughs> There's still some skin particles. I, oh. I know it. Oh, man. Um, but yeah. So. Well, okay. Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. So there was that. Oh. Uh, but the reason I was up till 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. So night, second story. So John wanted to kind of do this product review uh, thing now that uh, I have figured out this product is shit. Uh, so we were there. And I was going around looking at stuff, wanted to buy something. Yeah, and like you I, do. Uh, they had these little. Uh, John might be able to d- explain what it is better because he does the the you know makerspace stuff. Yeah, well, it was a it was a laser cut metal, really thin. I I'm not sure if it was aluminum. I think it was steel. If that was what they were saying. Model of the Enterprise from the original series, correct? Yes, that's yeah. the one I purchased. They had a, a a bunch of different ones. Right. Um, but that's the one that I picked up. Yeah, it was just a bunch of little flat piece the little flat pieces and you had to punch them out, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a build it yourself, but it's like supposed to be like no glue required. You just bend some tabs, put them in, bend them over, and everything holds itself into place. And they had a couple that were assembled mm-hmm. and you you picked it up and you're like, "Oh, this is really cool and it mm-hmm. feels pretty solid." And so they had the original series Enterprise, and I was like, Jojo would love this. Picked it up for her. Uh, got home, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to build this for her. It's a surprise Yeah. You know? I got uh, partly into it mm-hmm. and was ready to murder things. Like – it's when you open up the instructions, it's like all you're gonna need is some needle nose pliers. Well, fuck you guys, because that's not all you need. The needle nose pliers were too big. I ended up having to break out some really, really fine point tweezers mm-hmm. to try to like manipulate things. They don't tell you what you should use to clip them out of the metal that they're in because that that wasn't easy either, and things were getting bent and everything's tiny. Yeah, like you feel like you should have like 
a magnifying glass and it, it was retarded and i ended up like like cutting into my hand a couple times and i almost like at one point i gave up i was like fuck this thing and set it down and then i picked it back up and started working with it again i was up till three uh working on this thing and in the end i have i have the enterprise built Mm -hmm. and i have the base that it's supposed to go on built um but they will never be joined together because <laughs> because they make you put part of the base onto the enterprise before you seal it up mm. and i did that and it was it did not fit the way that they said it would fit right but i got it connected and then as i was attaching the disc to the enterprise body the fucking base fell off and it was already sealed up so i can't reattach it awesome so i may glue it like it says no glue, but I may glue it. Just to, it's more like, of a suggestion. Yeah, it it yeah. was super frustrating. So is this uh, one of those products to where on the back it shouldn't say tools required, like a little screwdriver and stuff, and it should just have a little Asian child sitting a, there? And it says it's for ages thirteen and up. And I was like, fuck that! Like, th- <laughs> no thirteen year old's gonna be working with this shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was good, it was good. Well, that sounds like an evening well spent. But hey, it looks cool. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. And did you put up pictures or anything? No. No. Um, no. Did you want to show not. off your hard it's, work? I, it's right now. It's sitting in a corner right now on time because <laughs> it's just it's so frustrating. Oh man, that's uh. Well, that's good. Yeah. But the the con was uh, was good again. Was yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, it's a. If you'd have been there and you'd have had money to spend, oh god, it was one of those where, like, fortunately, I had so much to do as far as like trying to get interviews and we, you know, get some coverage and then I yeah. had to do the signing. So there wasn't a lot of time for me to like look. I just did one quick walkthrough with the intention of buying stuff, and a lot of it was like, oh, I want that. Okay, well, hold on, because I haven't looked here, <laughs> and so I did miss out on a lot of yeah. stuff. But um, I did, uh, yeah. In fact, I think I ended up buying like some. Star Trek, uh, the next generation action figures, like some super old action figures. Nice. They were like three for 10, and the guy was trying to sell me seven for 20. Uh, it, he was trying to hard sell me. Yeah. He was, even when I paid him, his, I, he was like $10, and I handed him a 20. He's like, You sure? Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Just, I'll just take that. I don't need seven of these figures. Yeah. <laughs> just, but, it's funny. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, regrettably, I was not there. You were not. Um, what were you doing? Uh, I was uh, performing comedy, like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also working, so uh, my yeah. day was not nearly as exciting. Yeah, worked that uh, as I John Barrowman didn't come into my store. Didn't, um, didn't shake your hand? Nope. Nope. You no. didn't say something stupid to him? Nothing of the sort. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, fun. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. So, speaking of fun... <laughs> It's time for our first commercial break. And uh, when we come back, I believe we will have a phone interview with yeah. actor Greg Daniel. That's All what right. we're hoping. We are hoping at this point. <laughs> the evening has not gone as planned, but uh, hopefully we'll get things on track. And uh, if you wish to join the conversation, uh, don't give us a call because we're going to be on the phone with Greg Daniel. Uh, <laughs> but you can message but later. us. But later, yes. Uh, message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We will be right back. Gotta ignite the light and let it shine. 
bad radio, good radio, and chaotic radio. In that order. The game is afoot, Watson. But Holmes, you've already captured Moriarty. Not here, Watson. I'm talking about over at the Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery comedy dinner show where you can enjoy a delicious four-course plated dinner while you solve a hilarious murder case. And a tantalizing prize package awaits the top sleuth of the evening. Sounds like a good time, Watson. Pick us up some tickets. But how do I do such a thing, Holmes? It's elementary, Watson. Visit their website at www.thedinnerdetective.com or call them at the box office, 855-633-0080. Could I get that one more time, Holmes? Oh, Watson. The website again is www.thedinnerdetective.com and the box office number is 855-633-0080. And if you're picking up tickets for the Ontario location, use the promo code CRIME to receive a $5 discount. Well, I'll get right on it, Holmes. Excellent, old boy. I'll be here playing my violin. But Holmes... Sure, humans can be a little weird at times. But take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> Brought to you by the Ad Council. Brandon, what's up? Dude, we have a new partner here at Chaotic Radio called PuroClean. Have you heard of them? Name sounds familiar. They're the people you call when you have water damage or mold, stuff like that. Huh, I remember waking up on Christmas morning to a flooded house. Totally sucked. PuroClean also handles biohazard waste and fire damage. Man, these are some good dudes. PuroClean can handle all of that? Yep. Go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300. That's it? Just go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's all you got to do. They're the paramedics of property damage. So PuroClean handles water or fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup? All of that? And nothing gets by you. Sharp as attack. Look, if you don't believe me, listen to the man himself. Hello, my name is Ruben Terrazas, and at PuroClean, water damage, fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup is our business. Let my highly trained staff ensure that your home or business are safe and secure. PuroClean is approved by all major insurance companies and ready to restore your property today. Call PuroClean today, 909-360-5300. Or go to PiroClean.com today. What's a gastropub? I asked myself the same question. Then the good folks at DolceGastropub.com explained it all to me. You see, gastro means food. And we all know what you get at a good pub. Beer. So, a gastropub is the perfect blend of food and beer. And nobody does it better than Dolce Gastropub. From the hamburger of the month to the fresh salads. Amazing appetizers to their macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. All topped off with the best combination of local beers. Dolce Gastropub has you covered. That's Dolce Gastropub in Montclair. Find them on the web at dolcegastropub.com. And I will see you there. If you're looking for a fun night out, check out the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Located conveniently off the 210 Freeway in Day Creek at 12853 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga. For food and fun, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, the Roadhouse has you covered. With happy hour all day Sunday through Tuesday. A lunch menu 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. And nightly food specials including Build-A-Burger Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Wing Wednesdays, Thursday Steak Nights, and Barbecue Sundays featuring NFL Sunday Ticket on 14 flat screens. 
Oh, and did I forget to mention live music and dancing on Friday and Saturday nights? Check us out on Facebook for news and event information at facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse. Vieta Wonder Roadhouse, a gathering spot since 1927. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909-563-8751. Fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. Well, who came up with this ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. You forgot one very important thing, mate. You should never listen to the Jack of All Nerds show all by your onesies. Get some mates together. Drink some rum, savvy? Hello and welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Uh, tonight, guys, live from somewhere in the world, uh, we have on the phone with us right now, Actor from True Blood and uh, actually upcoming the the season two of True Detective, actor Greg Daniel on the phone. Hello, Greg. Hey, how you guys doing? We are doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now that I'm in one stationary place and not on a freeway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like rocking, man. I'm not driving. I'm pulled over. I'm doing great. Thanks. Where Where were you trying to come from, Greg? I was, going, I was coming from L.A., uh, mid-city mid L.A., okay. uh, out to you guys, and we just got on the 10. This is such a typical L.A. story. Yeah. And I got, we were zooming, then we got to West Covina, and everything came to a halt. Ouch. It, it was, like, radical. And I'm looking at my wife, and she's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't think we're going to make this at uh, 8 o'clock. But you guys are great. You guys managed to rechannel this whole thing, and, uh, and now I'm safely back in L.A. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, well, I, I do apologize about that. We we definitely appreciate the effort. Not your fault. Not your here. fault. It's just another typical Angelino story. Not your fault. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be my fault. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. well, <laughs> you, know, you stop that. <laughs> because it really inconveniences people. So we really need to get that together. I, w I will work on that. Uh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but thank you for calling in. Yeah. Sure. So uh, now I have to ask you this question because I ask this of any thespian. Um, mainly, and I don't ask this because it's just a typical question to ask. I ask because I'm hoping that one day I will get the answer that I'm looking for, which is that um, maybe you were a serial killer and you were found by the law, and so you had to cover it up. <laughs> and uh, you know, so you got into acting 
so that you could learn how to create alternate personalities. And is, that's is that the answer you've been looking for all this it really, time? It really is. I was going to say, dude. <laughs> wow. Just something it's just out more there. More about you than it says about me. It is. Cool. It really is. <laughs> You're thinking that kind of answer says a lot. More about you. Well, I got to say, I mean, obviously, if people go into acting, they're not the. I'm not doubting it. You know, we're not the most emotionally stable people in the world. Not that we're serial killers. Come on. Emotionally, <laughs> what's the, the whole urge to act and be other characters and wear costumes. and it's, it's great. It's artistic. It's creative. It's wonderful. But come on. Personalities that are just stable, super stable, and like a plumbers or a carpenters, they don't uh, – no, they don't become actors. <laughs> true. Very true. But uh, well, how did you get bitten by the acting bug and, and when? Well, you know, I got to tell you, it's an interesting story. It's not the one you want. Uh, I'm, I'm not on the lamb from the law or anything, but my father uh, was Caribbean uh, from the West Indies when it was still a British colony. So my mother was American. So we had uh, you know both cultures in our house. And one of the things you learn in a English school when you're growing up is Shakespeare. Yes. So we had a full volume of Shakespeare's works at home, and I, being the cautious young lad that I was, started reading it. I didn't know what it was saying, but there was something about the language. I would actually say the words out loud in iambic pentameter and verse and uh there was just something about the language that so appealed to me mm. to be or not to be that is the question whether it is noble or to suffer this thing i was just i didn't know what it was saying but man it was amazing like power of language then when i finally saw a trained shakespearean actor do it on stage perform on stage i was smitten man so mm. actually it was the classics it was actually the classics that got me into uh into acting the power of language uh just the, the rhythm the musicality mm-hmm. of this Shakespeare fellow <laughs> just, just, just blew me away. And then when I finally again heard and saw a Shakespeare actor, Shakespearean actor mm. uh, do, I don't know which one it was, Othello, Richard III, one of the things, I, I was smitten. I was really smitten by the mm. costumes, just, you know, how they moved about on stage. And it, it was just, wow, that is so cool. And they're getting paid to do that. They're getting paid to do that. So and then I, and that's it. That was it. I knew I wanted to be an actor from that moment on. Wow. And and act you have as we yeah uh, we I've been lucky I've been very lucky you have been in pretty much everything ever that uh, I have yeah. been so many damn shows and television it's, yeah. it's been yeah yeah but the pleasure of it is that you never you know you come on somebody's show and they welcome you and then you find what's their rhythm and what the stories are. I have visited more sets and been with more people and the variety of it has really been a gas the variety yeah. is just such fun to be in a sitcom and then go to an episodic and then mm-hmm. go to a commercial then come back and do a feature then go do a uh, it's a one hour episodic it's been a real nice and to have that kind of variety in someone's career is a blessing it's yeah a blessing. It's, it's pretty incredible because we I mean we both kind of commented it on at the beginning of the show but I, you really have been in everything across the board like you said comedy drama oh, well, genre, whatever you do, you've done every genre and most Sci-fi, people i did star trek i did yeah. uh, of course Super most Bar, people yeah. do not have a, a filmography like that it's usually one type of thing maybe a comedy and then they go back to like whatever their thing is but you have like if you've ever watched tv we've seen you like that's well yeah <laughs> Yeah, probably. I have some friends who come up and people come up to me and say, oh, we remember when you did, and this was like 25 years ago, yeah. we growing up and saw Seinfeld and something like that, or what, and I, yeah, yeah, I did that, oh, uh, Larry David, yeah, 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 I was on that one, 
uh, it goes back. But again, I've been blessed to be able to work in more. I haven't been pigeonholed in just one type that they've let me or uh, the talent, whatever you want to call it, that when they see me casting directors, producers or whatnot, they'll, mm. they just see me across the board. And that's been a blessing because, you know, play the same character again and again and again and again and again. It's boring. Yeah, and I right. can do so much more. So I have just been so thankful that I've been able to be in all kinds of genres and continue to do that. And hopefully until the end of time, I will continue to uh, do a variety of shows and programs. That's and a long time. That yeah. Is a long time. <laughs> that's a long, that's you, a long time, dude. Yeah. Why didn't, well, you should have worked being immortal into your backstory about acting. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're He's talking. He's actually a vampire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I kept telling them all these two blessed dudes. Again, I, want I want to be immortal. I want to be an immortal. You want to make me a reference? Come on. Come on. But now they say, well, someone's got to be the moral understanding of the show. Oh, the moral so voice good. of the show. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> but my wife was a she almost turned into a vampire. Lady May, the uh, the woman I married on of True Blood, she uh, she was about to be turned into a vampire. So uh, I came close. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. Exactly. Actually, what I really wanted to be, I want to be a werewolf. I want to be a werewolf. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's something about tearing your clothes off and you know running around. Even though while we were shooting, I always felt sorry for the guys when uh, you know two o'clock in the morning we're in the woods and we got to get that shot where you've transformed, so you got to take your clothes off. My yeah, <laughs> heart always went up. Really sweet actors are like, okay, the werewolf shot stuff. And it's like two a.m. I'm going to the trailer. Call me when you're done. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, now you've got uh, a couple of projects uh, coming up. That you uh, you have in the works. One is a yeah yeah. I did a feature in. Uh, I just came back from Dallas. I was shooting a wonderful civil rights era film called Jericho. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about Jericho is that it's a comedy. <laughs> yes, I made a comedy about segregation in the South and Jim Crow and separate but equal. But this, this dynamic uh, husband and wife team. Uh, he's the writer. She's the director. Uh, Brandon and Sakita Lewis. I'm giving them a shout out. They came up with this comedy called uh, uh, Jericho. And it's, you know, it starts very serious. I mean, it's, 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 it doesn't try and revise what the South was when it was in, in its worst, bigoted days. But at the same time, they managed to find comedy in that situation, which I think is brilliant. Because mm -hmm. the best way to teach people about things, for me, is comedy. Yeah. You know, not bludgeoning them over their head about with the message, yes, it was wrong, you did this, you did But through comedy, the ability to laugh at ourselves, oh, man, I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we have. Yeah. So uh, they were able to do it. They were able to do it through comedy. So I'm really proud of that project. I got to work with Irma P. Hall, who is 80 years old, who is uh, it's like an idol. I've always loved her and her films. So she plays my mom. And uh, we do Jericho. It should be out sometime next year. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the idea of taking something that was not funny at all uh, in our history and being able to present it to people and also and, and make it humorous you know or, or you know not not make the events yeah. humorous but no, it right, presented right. in don't, a humorous don't fashion you're right you're right all the <laughs> it's it uh, to me that's a, that is a brilliant thing because yeah, exactly exactly mm. i mean you know comedy should push the boundaries i mean comedy has always pushed the boundaries mm -hmm. when people find i don't know that's funny that's really not well why you know let's take a look at it i mean seth rogan when they did the interview and even charlie chaplin when he did the, the great dictator mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. it's taking subjects that are like oh no we don't want to talk about that oh we're so ashamed of that oh please don't and taking those subjects and, and yeah, that's holding a light up to it and, and laughing. Yeah, that's and that's I, I mean that's the beauty of comedy in and of itself is that it can go places that other 
genres or art right. forms can't go. And when you start right. to restrict that, well, now you're just taking what makes comedy so great away from itself. Here, 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 here. I, I'm with you, man. But put the petition out. I'm going to sign it. That's, that's, that's it. No, <laughs> well, I'm also right. a comedian, too, so I have to defend oh, comedy whenever ah, I can. For the show. Well said. No, well said. That comedy should push the limits. And yeah, I know people question certain tastes, and I'm sure they'll question in Jericho. Why are they making fun of, you know, uh, this, this is really ugly, ugly period in American history and the American uh, racial relations. However, you know, uh, there's a lot of comedy. It doesn't mean it erases it. It doesn't try and apologize for it or erase it or sure. change it, you know, be revisionist about it. It's just saying there's some comedy stuff here. Yeah. And, and we did, they did, we have managed to find it. So, yeah. Comedy should be able to push the envelope, and uh, and it does. Cause thank God, the one thing they haven't wrestled, they try, but the one thing they haven't quite wrestled has been, uh, re- you know, restricting comedy. Yeah. Remember Richard Pryor's show? Remember Richard Pryor? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, talk about way past. I mean, God, ahead of his time. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw a special on him. What he was doing on his show was. People must have been scared to death. The, that there's the what is the clip of him of Richard Pryor and Chevy Chase going back oh, and forth? That, with, oh, that oh, it's honky. You you can't get away with that now. No, and and know. he was doing it back then, and it's one of no. the the most insane like comedy boundary pushing things I think I've ever oh, seen please. on I mean, television. They, 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 they take no prisoners. It is yeah. Okay. And as a re- and as a result of it, it's so there's something so riveting about it. Mm-hmm. You keep thinking they're not going to say that word. They're not going to go there. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it keeps, you know, the, it, it keeps building and building and yeah. building. You're saying, okay, Jumbo Bunny and then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did that. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love it, it so much. Brilliant. So I'm really proud of doing Jericho. And like I said, we, t- we have a we have a different take on it because it is uh, uh, is a lot of comedy in this one. It's a lot of enjoyable comedy, but you'll still get the message. You'll still get the message. Awesome. And then um, I know that you are also uh, guest starring on this current season of True Detective, which actually is yeah, premiering tonight. Yeah, oh was, was that a great thing? Oh, I mean, it was, what a trip. Yeah, that's a great. I'm sorry. When I saw that first season, I just, my mouth was gaping open that what Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey did. I thought, yeah. and the tone. But I think it was only eight episodes that they did in the first mm-hmm. season. Yep. But the tone of that thing was so genuinely dark and bleak and mm-hmm. desperate and gritty and grimy and nasty. And there was just, you know, it was up to really hit that note of that texture in the show. So yeah. when I was uh, cast, when I was cast, in, and now the second season is different in terms of the uh, the principles, of course. We all know it's Vince Vaughn and... Um, uh, Colin Farrell, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Rachel McAdams. It's a different uh, cast, but uh, <clears throat> I can't say much because I don't want to be a spoiler. But yeah, I'll be watching it tonight. I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's still as gritty. It's believe me. I, I still find it gritty, and, and it's one of those thought-provoking. Like, what a world these people live in. I'm oh, fascinated fantastic. by it. And again, such great stars they've been able to get. I mean, when yeah. I was working, you know, these people, man, these people, they bring their A game. I mean, you get into a scene. <laughs> With these people, and you know, like, oh man, I, I, I got it. Wow, you better keep up. You better bring it. You better bring. It. And that's wonderful for an actor to know you're of people with equal, uh, you know, uh, skill and craft, and that they can bring it. You look in their eyes, and you know, it's like, you know, I'm not taking any prisoners. So either we're going to do the scene, we're going to hang and do this, or, or I, I'm gonna I have you. to ask: Are we including Taylor Kitsch in this, or? No, I, I didn't okay. work with her. I didn't work with her. I, I, all I can say, I didn't work with her, but uh, which I had, but I didn't work with her. But let's, let's say the actors I did work with of that 
of those I've mentioned, they were they were bringing it. They were bringing it. That's it awesome. was uh, it was a wonderful set to be on. Um, and that's what I think. I'm sorry. That's what I think is outstanding about HBO shows. I got to give them a shout out too. I mean, from um, True Blood to Detective to Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. there's something about HBO. Sh- I think it's very distinctive. Yeah, I think, and I know why because having been on the seasons of uh, uh, True Blood, that they they really let us take our time. I don't mean waste time, mm-hmm. but they they care about every aspect of the uh, of production. Yeah, and every they have a aspect. they have a brilliant track record. I mean, I they me host some of my favorite television shows of pretty much just all time. I was a huge fan of The Sopranos. Uh, oh, I love yeah. I love oh, Boardwalk Empire. I love the first season of True Detective. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Empire. Oh yeah, yeah I got, I've been hooked on more HBO shows genuinely not because I was on one, but I've been genuinely hooked on more HBO shows in the last five to ten years than any other network. Yeah, no, I, I would agree well, with that. One of the things I think that they do very well with a lot of their shows is that they bring this element of kind of realism to it. Even even when you take Game of Thrones, right. which is all yeah. fantasy, but right. the way that that life happens and the way characters are killed off, it's so true to life. And I agree. And True Detective was just like that. You believed like this is oh, how police yeah. work happens. It's not like a police procedural where right. you're like, oh, they got the DNA yeah. results back the same day. Yeah. You know, like it felt so real. Like you believe that, oh, yeah, yeah this could be yeah. based on actual events. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I actually at its core, True Blood, I give a shout out to my show. Mm-hmm. You know, at its core, True Blood was really just a love story. Yeah, we had werewolves and vampires and witches mm-hmm. and all that. But, but it really was this love story. How do people of two different, I guess, uh, persuasion get love each other and get mm-hmm. along. How does a community that that encompasses, you know, the supernatural beings or the uh, the undead beings? Sure. How does it live alongside people who are, you know, alive? It, it, so there's a story. There's a very strong story element at the at the base of all HBO shows. A very strong with The Sopranos, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. There's a story that keeps you riveted. That, as you said, it's something. They make it real. They just make yeah. it real. You don't feel like, oh, I'm doing a show. Oh, this vampire's going to bite me in the neck. Oh! <laughs> Someone's going to thrust me with a sword. You don't feel that. You're like, what is going on here? What? And it's unexpected and it's dangerous. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, HBO for me is a, is a terrific network. And, uh, and once again, going back and doing True Detective was just like, okay, yeah, I know. The, the way they bring it, the way they prepare the scripts and direct it and shoot it. And, uh, yeah, they want you to bring it. And they want you. They give you space. They give you space to bring your A game. Yeah. They actually give you space. Rather, okay, let's shoot it. Move on. I move on to the next thing. Okay, we got Greg's thing. No, it really is about, okay, uh, you want to do something else? Oh, that was interesting. You want to try it? And I so oh, respect cool. that and appreciate that as an actor, man. I really That's do. really great. How many episodes of True Detective are you in? Just one. Just one. Oh, okay. I just one of them. Just one. Okay. To be honest, they could put me in all of them, but just one. <laughs> but, but it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. So, uh, but it was enough to like really feel. And again, I knew so much. I brought so much about the show that I knew about the show that I, I could slip right into that world. Having yeah. watched all the, you know, uh, episode uh, season one, I could. I felt so comfortable in that world. So, sure. yeah, I just hope there's an HBO show in my future. Is all I have to say. <laughs> just not Game of Thrones because you'll probably die. Because <laughs> <That's true. laughs> exactly. they they don't keep their they don't keep anybody. Yeah. It... No, I know people who get knocked off. Uh, I can imagine what it's like at the table. Where you, oh, I see you, man. Yeah. Good to see you last five years. Oh, okay. You know, What's funny great, about Game yeah. of Thrones is like even if you're like a principal and you show up and you're like, all right, cool. I'm like the lead. Oh, I'm I'm dead in two C. I'm a main and character and I'm gone. Because 
nothing is sacred. It's not like, you know, nothing is sacred. I mean, your favorite character or someone who's like, it's just so integral to the story. They may not make it past right. the next episode. Right. But isn't that and how that, you... And that's real. That's, you know, anyone can get it at any time. Yeah. So it's not like your formula. Oh, they're not going to touch her because she's, you know, they're not going to touch her. She's going to... No, they're going to touch her. They're going to chop off her head. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's going to be, and she won't be coming back in any kind of fashion. So, yeah. So, I, I feel uh, like that's how, like, you've made it now in Hollywood. You've, oh, you were killed on Game of Thrones? You've made it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They killed you? Oh, man. You must have been really important if they killed you. Yeah, exactly. You better, you better take it that way, though. No, it's merciless. But again, it makes for really great, great television. Yeah, it really does. Nothing's a formula. Nothing is what you expect. So, yeah. you know, it, it makes over and, and any act to understand. Yeah, you don't want to lose the game, but you certainly understand in the life of the story and the development of the story why this, why your character bit the dust. So, mm-hmm. hey. Uh, now, Mr. Daniel, can I can I call you Mr. Daniel? Of course, you can call me Greg. Quite uh, frankly, well, Mr. Daniel's my dad, well, so you can call well, me Greg. Well, Greg, uh, I also was reading that you are a director as yes, well. Yes, I'm a stage director. I do a lot of stage. Like I said, I started out in stage in New York, and uh, while I do a lot of film and television, I insist on going back to the stage, not only as an actor but as a director. That's something I was lucky enough to find about 15, 20 years ago. Mm. I stopped needing to be always on. <laughs> Yeah. Even in front of the camera and found out that, you know, uh, collaborating with the lighting designer, the costume designer, the set designer, the sound designer, collaborating with all those people to make a world real, to create a world, that was as equally uh, fascinating for me. Uh, Talk about collaboration, because face it, as an actor, you get a role, you only care about the role. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's what you're hired to do. But as a director, you are are watching over and and, and putting your vision on the entire mise-en-scene, everything. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, again, lights, costumes, uh, sets. So that's been, when I get more, and, I'm getting more and more uh, uh, work is that, too. I'm about to direct a play in Long Beach, in fact, a Pulitzer Prize-winning play called Fences by August Wilson. Mm. Uh, it, was, it won the Pulitzer Prize, I forgot what year, and boy, it's just a beautiful piece, a beautiful piece of theater. So I start rehearsals for that in about three weeks. And I just, and it makes me a better actor. Again, being a, uh, Director, I'm sure a lot of a lot of actors appreciate me because I'm an actor director, so I know the actor's language. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot of oh my god, I love working with you. I love working with you because I can actually pinpoint and say verbally, well, let's try this. Oh, oh, okay, I see what you did. Let's keep some of that, but let's go this way. Right. So it's I think it's a big advantage having been an actor uh, to also direct, and it teaches me when I go back to you know the acting uh, things I might not have considered that could help me as an actor, that taking in what the costume does, taking in what the lighting designer wants to do with that moment. So, yeah, it makes me a lot more sensitive to everything. And I have a theater company. My wife and I, with some colleagues, started a theater company called Lower Depth Theater Ensemble, mm-hmm. based in L.A., and we've been winning awards. We've Ooh. been doing pretty damn well. Nice. So that's something I hope to continue to develop as well. Is there? And that goes to the website, Lower Depth Theater Ensemble, and we spell theater T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Mm. Lower Depth Theater Ensemble dot org. I, you know, I knew, I knew you were going to spell theater that way the moment you said that Shakespeare is the. Reason <laughs> yeah, I know. How obnoxious! I know. How angry. It's not obnoxious. No, it's not at all. Actually, what's funny is you were telling that story, and uh, I, I uh, had an, I had an affinity for the stage even long before that. But I. Oh, young um, man, young man. Tell yeah, us more, tell we us both more. are actually, yeah. but I. Um, one of the things that I discovered very young. 
was Shakespeare, and I didn't understand it, but like you said, I loved the language. I thought it yeah. was just amazing, and I'm Good I'm sitting you. there like this was before you know I hadn't bought it, so I'm I'm like watching the Kenneth Braun version of Hamlet, writing down the the <laughs> all of oh, Hamlet's you, speeches, you know and yeah, yeah, I memorized them just because. Watching Kenneth Branagh do Hamlet, I mean, you're learning from the best. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You're being exposed to the best piece of Shakespeare, you know, the best uh, as interpreted by uh, those who really know how to do it. Yeah, but I was just, I was fascinated by it. It was so fascinating to me, and I loved it. Wait, so I learned from watching the Mel Gibson Hamlet. Does that cheat me? <laughs> and you can, what was the rest of your statement? What were you going to say? <laughs> from from Mel Gibson, that's where I, that's where I learned uh, Hamlet is. <laughs> I don't he know. did do a Hamlet, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, we tried to forget, but it was, he did. Yeah, I Actually, was say, oh, until he brought that in, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, he didn't do a bad job, but it was the abridged version of Hamlet. Uh, yes. There's like half the, half the actual play right. is missing. Yeah. But, no. yeah. Whatever. And why do it if you're going to do that? I mean, you're going to truncate that shop. I mean, no. uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But again, just being exposed to it totally, just thinking that. There's a playwright who lived in the Elizabethan England in the 1600s who can speak to the human condition today. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty uh, radical. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That if you could go back and look at these plays, and they could be Greek tragedies or mm-hmm. again Elizabethan tragedies, but in those writers, there it speaks. One, one of the reasons it's timeless is because it still speaks to the human condition. Right. And you so see people do that. Above. They do modernized versions of them, even if they drop the language. They're telling the same story. Um, absolutely, of, absolutely. You know, in fact, Shakespeare, it, you know, was of his time. Shakespeare would, wouldn't mind if they modernized or whatever his plays. I mean, he was right. he spoke to his time. Right now, and so to take a Shakespeare play and try and speak to our time, whether you want to change it, however, it's just yeah, you can keep the language, but it's okay to sit it in corporate America. Right, it's okay to sit it in a trailer park. Sure, it's, I mean, really, yeah, right. It, as long as you, you know, as long as you know how to do the language and don't butcher that, because that is the power. That is power there. But in terms of where you want to set it, you, we don't have to be so precious. It must always be in Italy. It must be in England. No, I've seen the terrific Shakespearean productions that were, you know, adapt, uh, that were transposed. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen in you know, Verona, or it didn't happen in, uh, you know, it, 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 or Scotland, like the, uh, like the Scottish play Macbeth. Yeah, the other things with it. So, and that the elasticity. Of the of the of the playwright, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, one of the things when I was going to college and studying Shakespeare that I thought was really cool was the fact that even in his time, he created words that did not exist. He he was the first real playwright that did the mashup word, and all of that stuff still holds up today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. He took chances. He took risks. You're right. Mm-hmm. And he took risks. And he took, uh, artists must do that. I don't want to start giving a high horse here, but uh, when art becomes really safe. Just like comedy, mm, <laughs> when yeah. it becomes really safe, then you're robbing the very essence and power of that. It should take risk, make up words, change locales, whatever you have to do. But if you really want to move people, if you want to get where people live and move them, you got to take risk, or else they can just read the book. <laughs> you yeah. know, just read the play. Uh, if, if you're going to do, if you want to be safe about it, so that's why uh, I am an artist through and through that way. I do believe art is, is intending to push envelopes, or at least to show us who we are, but, and particularly these times we live in, man. I mean, look at the times that we live in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just filled with so much danger and adversity, and love, but love and hope, and mm-hmm. it's the times that are around us. How can, how can you possibly present art that's safe right. with everything that's just swirling around us uh, in, in America today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. Sign the petition. Sign the petition. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, Shakespeare is, I think, uh, an inspiration to anybody who is artistically inclined, um, especially. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I always tell actors, in fact, you know, uh, I'm t- I tend to mentor younger actors now. They'll come to me for advice, God knows why. But I say to them, uh, train, you know, train, know how to do everything. Right. Because you'll get hired more. <laughs> Yeah. Really. Know how to do comedy, know how to do, know how to do, know how to do episodic features. Just do it all. Why would you want to restrict yourself to one thing? The, the industry will do that for you. So yeah. go, oh, young and beautiful. Yeah. So you're going to stay. All you're going to do is the young and beautiful roles. Oh, oh <laughs> crafty. So, you know, train to do it all because sooner or later, you're going to stop being young and beautiful. Right. Or you're going to, you know, you're going to mature. You know, there's only, uh, Hollywood's the only place I know that's, that's afraid in some ways of maturation, that people mm-hmm. do grow older. And those actors who can navigate that and still have a career, it's because they, you know, they know their craft and they, yeah. have, uh, they have more flexibilities. I always tell younger actors, really know your craft and really know what you're doing. You'll be, be versatile because you'll work more. Yeah. Mm. Or know a famous writer who can take something serious and make it humorous if you only do comedy. <laughs> there you go. That's there you it. go. Yeah. And you know, and the thing right about this, no, no one formula is right. There's no one formula that's right. So when I tell them or share this with, uh, with younger people, it's not like, okay, this is the way you're going to do it. This is the way you're going to do it. It's, no. Uh, you'll find your own way to do it. You're going to discover your own passion, your own way to do it. So there's no set formula on how to make it in Hollywood or how to make a career out of it. Other than being well-trained, you have to figure the rest out for yourself. And hopefully luck will be there to uh, add a little add a little weight to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're almost uh, at our next commercial break, uh, Greg, but uh, are there any other... Uh, projects or anything that you have coming up that you wanted to mention real quickly before we have to uh, Just looking out again, look out for Jericho, look out for, uh, 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 well, True Blood. I, I mean, obviously, True Blood is finished, but mm. True Detective starts tonight. So, you know, watch that episode because it's a good episode. So watch <laughs> that. And uh, I'm not going anywhere. I wanna, in another year or so, I want to be back on the show talking to you guys about the latest project I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We'd love to have you back. Please invite um, me back because I'd love to come back. Oh, we'd love to have you. We'll uh, yeah. we'll have you airlifted out to the studio next time. <laughs> That's the only way, man. Look, let's, next time, guys. <laughs> I hope some of your students are going to be airlifted. That's great. That's great. <laughs> the future of travel in Los Angeles. <laughs> I think the accountant's office just exploded. <laughs> yeah, they probably just exploded. Let's shoot this guy when he gets off the mic, man. Let's, just, let's bury this guy. <laughs> Uh, and, real, and one more time, can we get the uh, the website again for your theater company as well? Yes, the theater company is Lower Depth, D-E-P-T-H, theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E, ensemble.org. I am at, at Real Greg Daniel, and that's G-R-E-G-G, uh, at Real Greg Daniel. And I have a Greg Daniel Facebook a fan page. And I'd love to hear comments from people seeing my work or want to comment on it. I'd love for you guys to communicate with me through those. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well, uh, thank you again, and I, you know, I apologize that uh, traffic. Uh, no need, you we from pulled it off, here, man. But... I'm so pleased that we. It would have been a shame if we got, we didn't pull it off, but we pulled it off. Yep, absolutely, and it's been a blast. We we definitely had it. This has been a fun interview, and and we thank you for calling in. Thank you. You guys have been uh, easy. You guys have been really easy to talk to speak with. I enjoyed every moment of it. <laughs> well, thank you. Sir. Well, thank you very much. We enjoyed you. Okay, you guys. Happy Father's Day, and have a good evening, guys. Thank you. You too. Take okay, care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, everyone, that was uh, was actor Greg Daniel on the phone. And, uh, yeah, when we come back, we're going to bullshit the rest of the show <laughs> yeah, because we had planned to be talking to him the whole night. So yeah. it's going to be good.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've had two Voyager uh, cast members who were significant. Yeah. As phone interviews. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, he was Mobar on Live Fast and uh, Prosper. Yeah. Or, or as, uh, for the layman, he was fake Tuvok. Fake Tuvok, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> on, the, on the con episode. Well, you know what I loved about that one? episode. Actually. He was actually, he was like really method about it, too. That was what was so funny. It was like an actor playing an actor. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so when we come back, guys, uh, it's going to be a, a Jack of All Nerds grab bag. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully my voice won't crack. That was always that was right. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, if you wish to join the conversation, give us a call at 909-989-0789 or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We'll be right back. I want to do bad things with you. I'm the kind to sit up in his room. There's bad radio, good radio, and chaotic radio in that order. What does it mean to be an American? Baseball, apple pie, 4th of July. At M.K. Smith Chevrolet, it means much more. Honesty, integrity, and pride in a hard day's work. Nothing embodies what it means to be an American more than M.K. Smith Chevrolet. Suburban and Freedom, Camaro and Choice, Corvette and Strength. The story writes itself. Find us at mksmithchevrolet.com and join us in celebrating what it means to be an American. Second to none since 1941. M.K. Smith Chevrolet. Hi, this is King C, and I'd like to refer you to TSI Transcripts, located in La Quinta, California, but worldwide from the web. If you need a professional transcript company, go to TSI Transcripts. TSI is the leader in academic research and has been recognized as the prominent multilingual support organization for market research, advertising, government, higher education, and the legal community. High volume with a full media support. TSI can translate all languages. TSI does not translate Chico, nor do they want to. TSI is the professional's choice for translating services. To find out more, go to TSITranscripts.com. That's TSITranscripts.com. Or give them a call at 760-777-7600. Again, that's 760-777-7600. Tell them King C sent you. Because the rest is just a waste of time. Hey, what's up? This is Chappie from Chaotic Motorsports. Have you been thinking about riding a motorcycle? I have. Maybe for saving time and money on your commute or just being a weekend warrior. Then reach out to the crew at RideRight.net. RideRight is the state's leading certified motorcycle training school that will help you get your DMV riding requirements to get your license fast. Hey, everyone. This is Zig from the Zig Zone. And not only do I raid the airwaves on my show, but I also have been a rider for more than 30 years. I am also a motorcycle. 
motorcycle training instructor for Ride Right. I've been teaching for Ride Right for over a decade, and I can tell you that all of the instructors are fantastic. Whether you're new to riding or currently riding and want to improve your skills, Ride Right is for you. It's easy and very affordable. With three locations in California to serve you, Riverside, Van Nuys, and Temecula, and more on the way, go to their website at riderite.net. That's R-I-D-E-R-I-T-E.net, or you can call them at 951-736-8179. That's 951-736-8179. So even if you don't have a bike, call them. They supply the bikes for training and can help you get your license. Make sure you tell them Zig sent you and mention Chaotic Radio for a special discount. I will see you there. Have you ever fell victim to a misleading furniture ad? You know the ones that overpromise and underdeliver. Most of those companies promise big savings but always fall short. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture in Rancho Cucamonga is here to change your furniture shopping experience. Quality, a huge selection, and the best pricing. Comfort Plus has it all. You can furnish your entire home at a fraction of retail pricing. Call Comfort Plus now for our current specials. 909-481-3300. Comfort Plus is conveniently located on 4th Street between Archibald and Haven, just north of the 10 Freeway in beautiful Rancho Cucamonga. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture offers your family a difference you can feel. For more info, go to comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. Make sure to mention Chaotic Radio. That's comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. All-American Plumbing. Yo, this is Blaine from the Launchpad. Now look, there's no secret that my favorite place, my thinking place, is the bathroom. More specifically, the toilet. Now when you enjoy life like I do, occasionally the festivities of life tend to block things up. Talking about me, I'm talking about my toilet. When this happens, and my trusty old plunger won't get the job done, I call Anthony with All-American Plumbing. All-American Plumbing. 855-893-3601. With All-American Plumbing, you get that user-fixer confidentiality that you demand. I can't be having the whole world know about the logjam I'm needing to pay to get cleared. Right now you're doing that I understand look because I know you do. 855-893-3601. Seriously, though. We take our cars in for service. We see doctors for checkups. But we never do anything for our plumbing. You know why? Because we wait until it breaks. And when it does, and I assure you it will, having a trusted company like All-American Plumbing on your side is a must. 24-7 response times, flat rate billing regardless of the time you call, straightforward answers that are going to get to the bottom of your problem. These are the things you're going to need. Anthony and the guys at All-American Plumbing will give you that peace of mind. All-American Plumbing, 855-893-3601. Their toll-free number again is 855-893-3601. That's 855-893-3601. Or find them on the web at aap-allamericanplumbing.com. That's aap-allamericanplumbing.com. All-American Plumbing.
You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. The only show I listen to when I'm out on patrol in Gotham. Why? Because I am vengeance. I am the night. I am a really big fan of the show, so keep listening. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do that so that I could keep myself awake. I'm so tired. Uh, tonight, stuff's happening, and uh, we're here to talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> before the break, oh, Lord. Uh, before the break, we had a phone interview with actor Greg Daniel from True Blood and also from the upcoming film Jericho and this current season of True Detective. Uh, he will be guest starring in one episode. Uh, so please check it out, guys. Um, also, as a side note, which actually probably we should have opened the show with this, but you weren't here. Uh, so happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy yeah. Father's Day to all the priests out there. Uh, it's it's really nice that you actually have a day in your honor to celebrate you, since you spend most of the other time celebrating. I, um, I don't. Else. I don't. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's correct. No, it. That's. That's, yeah, no, I, I don't, no. Then what is no? That what is Father's Day? If that, you, you know, like like a father, like someone who like you know, birth helps participate in birthing a child and then stays there to raise said kid. That doesn't sound right. Did you have one of those? What? I mean, I have one of those. But yeah, that doesn't sound like yeah, but they they get their own day. I don't know if you know this. Do they? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, well, sure. All right, then uh, happy Father's Day, everybody, uh, to fathers. That uh, I guess the actual definition of the word father. Uh, yeah, so there. <laughs> you just ruined, you ruined my whole flow. That's, I just thought it was one thing, and you said it was another thing. And I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to rain on your parade. I mean, we can have I a... I can't work like this. I'm out. The show's over. I was going to say, we can have a Father's Day if you want to make one of those. Can we? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Sweet. I don't know how many people would really... They're not really in the... Uh, they probably they won't make it a thing. Yeah, and they're not really in the the public favorite oh. uh, over, <laughs> as currently, I feel like. All right, well, all right, we'll forget that. We'll cut that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there's a birthday announcement I'd like to make. Oh, um, we one of our one of our listeners actually. It's, oh, it's their birthday tonight. Hey! On Father's Day, and I think he may be a father. Um, oh, that's not a priest, but uh, you know. oh, but uh, so happy birthday to Jay Booth. Yes, that's right. Happy birthday, Jay. Unless unless you're just a liar and you gave Facebook a, an alternate birthday. Which, I feel like uh, I should do that every day. I'm always that because you can just lie on Facebook yeah. and the internet in general. Anytime Facebook's like, "Hey, it's this person's birthday," I always when it's like right on their timeline, I always go to their timeline <laughs> just, just to, in case, just to yep. verify that other people have done it first. Because that, other that way, duped. Yeah. that way, if it is an elaborate lie, I'll just fall in with yeah. the masses. But I, you know, I wouldn't want to be like I've the seen, only person. I've <laughs> seen people do like, like pranks where they've. Uh, they've just gone onto somebody's Facebook page randomly and just gone, happy birthday, and then you'll get like 10 people that don't really know them <laughs> that all follow suits. 
<laughs> it's pretty great. That's messed up. Yeah, it's a pretty great prank. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Um, so yes, happy birthday, sir. We uh, we appreciate you, and uh, happy Father's Day if you're if you happen to be a father. <laughs> if you're into that. Yeah, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> you know, fathers and shit. Yeah. So since the show is derailed, uh, <laughs> thanks traffic. Um, because we were expecting to have Greg Daniel in the studio the whole time yeah. and just shower him with praise, uh, but that didn't happen. So we had to we had to condense all that showering into 30 minutes. Into 30 minutes, and uh, it's now over, and I'm sad. I mean, we could still shower him with praise, but it's kind of weird when he's not here. It is. It's a little weird. Um, but I've got a game we can play. Oh yeah. Yes. I want to play a little game. Um. So. <laughs> I was thinking earlier today, I know the announcement was made like a month ago, mm-hmm. for like the definitive decision was announced about a month ago that Constantine was canceled. Yes. But uh, I was thinking about it today mm-hmm. like and it infuriated me further <laughs> still. So let's play a little game called if, uh, if you could bring back a canceled TV show. Oh, yeah. What would it be? Ooh. We're going to play a little game called Who is Your Daddy and What, what Does He Do? do? <laughs> no. No, that's not the game we're going to play? No. Okay. My dad is but a gynecologist. That, that should always be the game we play. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I feel like we have we played this game before. I don't think we have. For some reason, I feel like we have. Um, no. We've, well, done, we've done a lot of casting your own movies yeah. and stuff. but this is. We like, only get to pick one, though. Yes. No, I don't care. Let's just. I just. That's uh, not what, a, not a very been, sustainable game, Mike. There's been a lot of. Well, let's just. We'll just go through the list of the shows that were cut short in there. And it can't be like. If it went. I, I don't care if it was like your favorite show of all time and it went like six seasons and then they ended it. You, that's not. That doesn't count. Yeah. Well, yeah. It has to be something that was cut down early in its career. So one or two seasons in, maybe at the most. Okay. Or half a season. Like with Firefly. Fuck you, Fox. Yeah, no, I that would honestly yeah. be my number one That's, pick. I think that is, <laughs> that is everybody who would listen to this show's number one pick too. Probably. Yeah. It is it is yeah. truly and there's there's a number of them. Like I uh, Dracula is another one that yes. I feel like I, uh, yep. that show I remember you telling me about it and you were like, dude, you have to do it. You have to watch the show. It brings the balls back to Dracula. It makes vampires cool again. It makes them badass. And I was like, Alright, alright, that's fine. So I took your advice. I I fucking binge watched that show. It was amazing. It was so good. It was such a good show. Yeah. And I like got super into it and I was so excited and then yeah. done. Yeah, and NBC is actually on more of my shit list than Fox right now because yeah. like they did they brought out Dracula and I was like, I love this. And then they canceled it after one season. And then they're like, Alright, but hey, you know what? It's okay. It's okay, because we're gonna give you Constantine in its time slot. And I was like, I fucking love this show. And then they canceled it. Uh, I I don't I don't care what fucking show goes in that time slot. I don't care if it's the best show ever. I'm not gonna give it the time of day because yeah. I know it'll be canceled after one season. Right. Uh, yeah, that for sure. Uh, but yeah, Firefly. I, there's just no better example of a television show that was so beloved by its fans and. Uh, you know, to me, I feel like was maybe even ahead of its time because I think Firefly came out before nerd culture kind of took over. Um, yeah, but it was also one of those where it just it was like the time slot that it was in was crap. The promotion they did for it was crap. Right. And they just didn't give it a chance. Yeah. 
So yeah, but I feel like if you were to release Firefly now as like a brand new concept, not a reboot or anything like that, but if you were to release it now, I feel like it would probably do very very well because it we didn't have it wasn't saturated. You didn't have Agents of Shield and uh, fucking. Uh, Peggy Carter, whatever the fuck you're in. The, Agent Carter. It, whatever, it doesn't matter. And just okay, because this is an audio medium, I didn't say Asian Carter. I said Agent <laughs> I almost said Carter. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., actually. <laughs> I always just want to say that. Just Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, there are a good number of them on yeah. the show. So. But you also like, I, but now there's, I mean, there's so many sci fi esque shows, whereas, you know, around the time that I think Firefly came out, um, the, the only things that had really ever kind of gone into that with longevity was, you know, your Star Treks. Yeah. Um, and that's really it. There really wasn't a lot of – because nerd culture hadn't really taken over the way it has now. Um, and now that, you know, it's, it dominates the box office. It's, you know, killing on Netflix. And, you know, studios are just buying up rights to every comic book character that they can possibly get their hands on. Uh, I do feel like it kind of was just a little bit ahead of its time. If it was released now – I think the fan people would garner around it a little bit more. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of like fan favoritism doesn't even matter anymore. That's true. (laughs) It really doesn't, which is fucking retarded because ratings don't demonstrate fandom. No, because that was the thing. Like with Constantine, like the fans, like their their internet campaigns to save that show. Yeah, they were like they were so big, like they got behind it so hard that that NBC considered not canceling it. Like wow. that's how really? that's how much you know momentum they the fans put behind saving Constantine. There was that fucking hashtag save Constantine. Yeah, and uh and then like to the point where uh NBC did that where like they played like the full season of it or something mm-hmm. like that, and they were gonna see how like the ratings were on that, and you know to make like their final decision. Yeah, and they still fucking canceled it. So. <sighs> Whatever. Fuck you, NBC. Well, I just remember when that, uh, well, you know, a different show called Jericho, but there was that show called Jericho that was on for a while, and they had, they were going to cancel it, and all the fans sent in bags of peanuts because of the yeah. term nuts, and they kept it on for that second season. Uh, maybe they should have sent the jelly, I don't know, for the third season, that was but it got the, canceled uh, after the second. Jericho had the the uh, younger, less successful Johnny Depp. Yes. Uh, Skeet Ulrich. Oh, yeah. On there. Nope. So... No, nope, that guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and even uh, I don't know what it is with Joss Whedon, but he did uh, Dollhouse, yeah, mm-hmm. which they were gonna cancel after one season, and that was one where fans kind of rallied, and they the Fox was like, okay, fine, we'll give you a second season, but then they canned it like halfway, and like the second season was all weird because of the way the first season ended, yeah. and they weren't sure if they were coming back. And then I think they found out that they were just going to get the, the axe halfway into the second season. So it yeah. was just – And didn't they mess with their time slot too on Pro- Probably. Yeah. Probably. They, they tend to do shit like that. They, but that was one of those shows where it was the, the Summer Glau curse. Like everyone thought because she joined the cast in the second season. Oh. Boom. Done. She was in Firefly. <laughs> Boom. Done. She was in the uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Boom. Done. <laughs> so it was just like if she's on the show, you're like, oh, it's doomed. It's doomed. It's, uh, all right. It's I'm going to start looking for work. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think – and we've talked about this before, but they, uh, they really need to find another way uh, to judge 
shows uh, rather than just ratings because the reality is your your large fan base of people that will support your networks and support your TV station they're not they're not watching your time slots they're they're doing the DVRs they're doing yeah. the Netflix they're but doing the, the Hulu the they're networks, doing the, the networks do have the ability to monitor the DVR watches, but they don't so. and that's the problem their ratings aren't based on the DVR downloads they don't give a shit about those which is stupid because I I'm almost exclusively I don't watch anything in its actual time slot. 90% of that is because I fucking hate commercials. So I'd rather like play a game for an hour while it's recording and then go back and watch it on DVR. Uh, but yeah, I, it's unfortunate because we have lost out on some amazing shows you, that if you just gave them another chance, like I think you'd be. Do you think that DVRs are going to be the death of normal television? Because uh, I think Netflix is going to be the death well, no, of normal think television. About, think about, aside from that, like what, what keeps TV uh, going? Sponsors. Yeah. But if nobody's watching the fucking ads and the sponsors, if no one's watching live television, how, you know what I mean? Like right. what, what gives the incentive for a sponsor to stick around? That's true. And that's why, like, if you watch on demand, like they don't a lot of times they yeah don't, they, they don't, don't let you they don't let you fast forward yeah, through the commercials sure. no that makes sense so um, yeah, yeah I I think DVR does uh, does put a hurting on it to the point where I was reading an article that and I think we may have mentioned this already but that Netflix is considering doing commercials not like during the program but mm-hmm. like before and after kind of stuff yeah because I think Hulu Plus does Hulu that, Plus does that does yeah. that already and so now Netflix is considering doing that mm. for like TV shows and stuff yeah mm. which I don't well, look you get you charge people for your service so why the fuck would you do that they, that's you're getting money yeah right you're, unless unless your programming cost is just more than you're making uh, from your memberships, there's but just no way that's so many, possible. There's, you have so many fucking people that watch that use Netflix that have Netflix accounts. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how. Yeah, I, I do an entire joke about Netflix, and it's been relatable all across the country. Yeah, like, I've never done my Netflix joke where people have been like, I don't know what that is. Like <laughs> everybody knows what that is. Uh, everybody has it. Everybody relates to the experience of binge watching Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I hope they don't go that route. But I mean, I guess if they do, it's. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. What well, are you going to do? We'll bitch about it. And then we'll yeah, right. And then we'll, we'll, well, like, well right, if they do it at the beginning or the, if they do it at the beginning or end like a YouTube video, basically yeah. it's like, okay, this is when I go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then – And honestly, you know, yeah, I wouldn't like it. But if as long as it's just at the beginning or the end, yeah. I, could, I could deal. No yeah. problem. Because right now Netflix already kind of does something that's obnoxious at the end. And that's I, – I understand if I'm watching a, uh, a TV show – and it does the countdown 15 seconds and goes into the next episode. Mm-hmm. Fine. No problem. I'm okay with that because I'm watching that TV show. Right. But if I watch a movie and then you automatically 15 seconds after that movie ends launch into a recommended movie. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you very much. Because it's done that to me That's on it? a couple of things where a movie's really? ended and it's just like we re- – hey, I watched like Jumanji and it recommended some shit kids movie <laughs> and it just like launched into it right after. Like I didn't even have a chance to grab my fucking remote and this movie started and I was like, what? Oh, it's just playing a preview. Uh, no, it was playing the fucking movie and it's like uh, go funny. blow yourself, Netflix. Um, yeah, But I do think things like DVR and Netflix are are giving it a run for its money because – I, I mean, obviously, like with the success of Daredevil, um, and I, not even just Daredevil, but I mean, 
Yeah, Daredevil, it's and just, then you've got Orange the New, Orange the New Black, it, and, it's and not House even, of Cards. It's, it's not even necessarily. It's not even necessarily new programming. I mean, yeah, new programming is great, but the fact that they let you stream classic TV shows. Yeah. Like I forget about it. Like I've there's times where I haven't even touched my cable box. Yeah. I just let shit record and it back up and pile up until I have. And so you can binge watch that. Yeah. Yeah, because like when I can just sit and veg out on Miami Vice. Uh, sure. And wonder whatever happened to Don Johnson. <laughs> like I do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he was uh, a good looking man. I'm not going to lie. Every yeah, time well, I watch an episode, you know. it, it kind of makes me want to dress in a blazer and kind of pastels. <laughs> and now he's I, doing uh, the other woman with Leslie Mann and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it also, with things like Netflix, it, it allows them to, they have the ability to take a few more risks because it's not really completely based on their ratings. Obviously, it still has to fare well, but like, yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I feel like it takes away a lot of that pressure of like, oh, if it's not in this amazing prime time slot and it doesn't do X amount of views, we're going to get rid of it. We're never going to give it a chance. Whereas this, when you do it on Netflix and you do the binge watch, it, it allows P it promotes that word of mouth a lot better. And it, you can basically give yourself more views and then, you know, renew it. And people have that heightened expectation. Um, whereas with TV shows, like it just, these shows are not given the full chance that they deserve. You don't even give us a chance to give the word of mouth because something like Dracula, like I would have told everybody to watch Dracula, but if you're going to cancel it, okay, well now I don't have anybody to tell about this amazing show that I watched. Like if you just don't give it a chance to become something, well, yeah, it's never. Meanwhile, the Kardashians have been on for the fucking 1500 seasons. Yeah, but also, polluting life. Also, network television and cable television are two entirely different monsters. Well, yeah, that's true. And I wish, I, you know, I, I feel like TV series on cable tend to last longer. They do, unless you're sci-fi. Uh, and but but on the whole, <laughs> even shitty sci-fi shows actually last longer. Yeah, they than, do. They do last a long television. time. But I feel like part of the the magic and some like basic cable still does the long seasons on a lot of their shows. But you have like uh, USA or uh, A&E mm-hmm. and, and HBO and all like the, the serious hardcore cable shows that do the shorter seasons. Yeah. And w- number one, it just leaves fans fucking frothing at the mouth for, yeah, for right. more content. I prefer, yeah. I prefer the shorter season than but, the – But I feel like when you have those shorter seasons, you can take your budget yes. and make a better quality – episode for yes. that one episode of television yeah then when you stretch it out for 22 episodes or 24 episodes whatever the fucking case may yeah, be yeah right. right well and i actually think that that works to things like the flash and arrow's detriment is because they are like when you invest in that show that's a lot of of effort and time and then there's a break and then there's random wicks week skips and it, it, you kind of get to a point where you're just like can i just can you just cut this in half and I'll just like just tell the story in half the time. You can do this. It's not that hard. But you're right. It would and that's again going back to something like Daredevil which uh does an amazing job with I'm sure maybe half the budget of what Arrow was. Like I I guarantee yeah, you they didn't also, have But it's also it is a shorter season. But it's a shorter season um and it's fucking phenomenal like it's just an incredible incredible season but it's time for our mid-season finale because we have to take a commercial break right now <laughs> so uh, we'll be back in 
Four and a half weeks. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, but when we <laughs> come the back, third Sunday. When we come back, uh, we're gonna we'll continue this conversation and uh, hopefully get back to the original topic that started this entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> what now? Uh, so uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call nine zero nine nine eight nine zero seven eight nine or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We'll be right back. Take my love, take my land. Take me where I cannot stand I don't care, I'm still free You can't take the sky from me Take me out to the black Tell them I ain't coming back This is Chaotic Radio the game is afoot, Watson. But Holmes, you've already captured Moriarty. Not here, Watson. I'm talking about over at the Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery comedy dinner show where you can enjoy a delicious four-course plated dinner while you solve a hilarious murder case. And a tantalizing prize package awaits the top sleuth of the evening. Sounds like a good time, Watson. Pick us up some tickets. But how do I do such a thing, Holmes? It's elementary, Watson. Visit their website at www.thedinnerdetective.com or call them at the box office, 855-633-0080. Could I get that one more time, Holmes? Oh, Watson. The website again is www.thedinnerdetective.com and the box office number is 855-633-0080. And if you're picking up tickets for the Ontario location, use the promo code CRIME to receive a $5 discount. Well, I'll get right on it, Holmes. Excellent, old boy. I'll be here playing my violin. But Holmes... It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Oldest son Josh Duggar's being shunned by his fellow siblings after his molestation scandal hurt the family's 19 kids and counting income. With multiple accusations against him, Josh may want to consider his own reality show, Kids and 19 Counts. Blaming it on a heavy night of drinking, workaholics comedian Blake Anderson was kicked off a Cleveland morning talk show after the swear words were the only ones that were understood. In fact, there were so many curse words. Here's a quick clip. 11-year-old Ruby Barnhill will be taking home $85,000 now that she's been cast in Steven Spielberg's upcoming movie. Allow me to go two jokes back and inform Josh Duggar that no, this movie will not have a love scene. Terminator star Robert Patrick was performing his civic duty despite being in the midst of acting to date. Of course, I'm referring to being excited about performing jury duty. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap-Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap-Up. What's a gastropub? I asked myself the same question. Then the good folks at DolceGastropub.com explained it all to me. You see, gastro means food. And we all know what you get at a good pub. Beer. So, a gastropub is the perfect blend of food and beer. And nobody does it better than Dolce Gastropub. From the hamburger of the month to the fresh salads. Amazing appetizers to their macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. All topped off with the best combination of local beers. Dolce Gastropub has you covered. That's Dolce Gastropub in Montclair. Find them on the web at DolceGastropub.com. And I will see you there. Arsenal. Hey, Kevin. AC What's up, Blaine? 
I told you we can't bring Chris with us to Soccer Warehouse anymore. He just can't handle all the cool gear the Soccer Warehouse has in stock. I know, I know. Soccer Warehouse just has too many things to look at. His brain is on overload. I have an idea. Next time, have him go to SoccerWarehouse.com at home and he can shop online. That's a great idea, Blaine. We'll leave the Eastvale and Victorville locations for us civilized shoppers. We just can't take this guy anywhere in public. Such a shame. Kevin, it's not his fault. Soccer Warehouse's selection of authentic gear is second to none. He just doesn't know how to handle it. Again, you're right. Soccer Warehouse is mighty impressive. Oh, and I need that new United kit. And I need that change kit. And the home shorts. And the away shorts. Stay with me, Kevin. Oh, no. I'm losing him, too. Dang you, Soccer Warehouse. You're just too good. And the backpack. Manchester City. Stuttgart. If you're looking for a fun night out, check out the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Located conveniently off the 210 Freeway in Day Creek at 12853 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga. For food and fun, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, the Roadhouse has you covered. With happy hour all day Sunday through Tuesday. A lunch menu 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. And nightly food specials including Build-A-Burger Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Wing Wednesdays, Thursday Steak Nights, and Barbecue Sundays featuring NFL Sunday Ticket on 14 flat screens. Oh, and did I forget to mention live music and dancing on Friday and Saturday nights? Check us out on Facebook for news and event information at facebook.com forward slash eRoadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash eRoadhouse. The Wonder Roadhouse, a gathering spot since 1927. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909-563-8751. Fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. Well, who came up with this ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. Riddle me this. What pleases your ears while splitting your sides? It's the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. We're talking television and uh, how it's ruined by networks tonight. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Uh, um, so before the break, we were kind of talking about the d- kind of the differences between network and cable television with uh, with longer seasons or shorter seasons. And uh, yeah, I just I feel like cable has even though I 
with a shorter season, you're kind of like, again, it leaves you wanting more, which maybe is good because you can't wait to tune into the next season. Yeah, right. Um, and then a lot of things are doing that whole mid-season break, which I kind of joked. Yeah. But uh, like network television does it a- almost absolutely nowadays. And even shorter season shows on like USA and stuff that don't you, – you're already doing a short season. You don't need a fucking mid-season break. Yeah. They do it anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it, again, it's all. I've I, never understood them. <laughs> I feel like it's like a. Well, I mean, for network television, I get it because they take that break typically around Christmas, you know, around the holidays. When, yeah. You the know, winter when, hiatus. When, yeah. When when your actors are probably like, hey, I'd like to go spend some time with my family. For sure. The holidays. Which so that, that I, I understand. That I get. But the random ones yeah. where they're like, we'll be back, not next Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, and then the Wednesday after that. We probably won't be there, yeah. but tune in three weeks from now. And I'm like, what? Just fucking what? What? Flash and Arrow did that so much. Oh, my God. It like, was so annoying. When when we got to the end of Flash, I, I was like, wait, this is still the first season? <laughs> I really thought we were in like season two because of the way that like, there were so many breaks. It was yeah. like we're back from the winter, the winter break. And then it was like two episodes and it's like uh, – Tune in May 13th. And you're like, wait, May? <laughs> what? So yeah, it's I don't I don't understand. But sometimes it's just uh, scary. Like, cause what is it? There's like basketball shit that happens that takes up like oh. two weeks time. Yeah, so they that's don't want right. to air shit during that. Like if the fucking Olympics tend to happen around a certain time, yeah, there's no true. television during that. So you know, it is what it is. But I feel I just feel like. The cable's got it going on with their shorter seasons. Because yeah. Again, I just feel like the the, the programming's more everything quality, about it is better. Yeah. You know. I agree. Um, if you have something that requires special effects, yeah, you have more money to make those special effects look good. Yeah. <laughs> like Falling Skies is a prime example of that. They do like a twelve episode season, and but there's so much special effects that are required for their aliens and shit. Right. But they all look great. Yeah. Like it's not like fucking once upon a time where it looks so you're like wow this is a great green screen they're filming on this week people try to convince me that's a good show and i just no yeah i know no i know i have the same reaction i'm like there's no way and i watch a trailer and i'm like that's the that george lucas directed this this is a shitty green screen no it's the it's absolutely the worst and you're like disney there's really no excuse (laughs) yeah you're a fucking gajillionaire you own everything just yeah yeah and you're like this looks terrible there's been a couple of episodes of uh, Agents of Shield that have had kind of once upon like they use the same studio that did yeah. once upon a time. You're like, no, what? No, don't do that. Stop it. Stop. It I right felt now. like that in the first episode when the car flew. Yeah, uh, and I was like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. That is so ABC Disney. It's not even funny. I actually, ended up kind of looking closer to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang than anything. <laughs> yeah, else. I dude, I rolled my eyes so hard at that. Like I know I I stuck with it a little bit longer and then got on and got off but like that right there i was like nope fuck this show yeah but uh so getting back to the original question uh firefly was you know if you could bring back a show that was canceled prematurely uh what would it be and you said firefly john you said firefly um i feel like there's been a couple of shows that were already we kind of talked about that would have to be dracula yeah yep uh definitely up there Constantine, I know you didn't watch it, but it was fucking amazing. I'm I'm sure I heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. I mean, if you liked Keanu Reeves as Constantine, yep. you probably wouldn't like this because it was actually closer to the comic book. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> 
but it was really good. It was really fucking good. So, the, in fact, the only way that the Keanu Reeves Constantine could have been better is if he would have attempted a British accent. Like, <laughs> I would have been, uh, would have been so good. It would have been so good. Would have made my fucking day. <laughs> I don't even. I, I'm trying to imagine the kind of Keanu surfer <laughs> accent, but British. Like I can't even. My brain didn't can't he, even. Did he try it in Much Ado About Nothing, which he was in, by the way? If yeah, anyone knows, he was. He was the bad guy. He was Don John. Did he? I don't remember if he attempted. Well, he probably didn't. I I actually haven't seen. Did he the just movie Kevin version? Costner it? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Robert F. Locksley, I'm the only one in this movie without an accent. Even Morgan Freeman has a fucking accent, and I don't. <laughs> he has an accent. Even even Christian Slater talks weird, at least. No, Christian Slater was pretty much Christian Slater. He but... was, but he has that one... That, Fuck me, cleared it. That one line. is I fucking love that line. It's like one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. But the way he does it, it's like he's attempting some kind of accent when he says it. I love that one. Fuck me, cleared it. Uh, what a, you know what though? I actually love. I movie. love that movie. I don't give a shit. I know it's awful. I, you don't need to tell me twice. I know it's a horrible fucking movie, and I love it. I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So anyway, cancel TV shows. John, I, you what know you what? got? I actually uh, got Battlestar? more. I actually got yeah, exactly. Original Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I want to know what happens with the angel aliens, man, because they never resolved it. No, actually, for me, it's not a show. It's a franchise and okay. it's Trek. Trek's been off since Enterprise went off the air. We haven't had a, a single solitary new Star mm. Trek, anything going on yeah, other I, than the fan stuff. Yeah. And I know I what is it? Uh, Jonathan Frakes has been like really trying to get, you know, like I know he said if they if, if they fucking like did a new sh- a show, he would direct it like he would. Yeah. And the fans have been like, fuck yes, let him direct it. Well, um, Doug Drexler, who was one of the guys who did a lot of the artwork and a lot of the design work for Trek uh, in the later years, especially like towards Enterprise and all that, Mm -hmm. he's really been pushing hard to bring back a season five of Enterprise. Uh, because they left that one pretty much – they just dropped it on its head. They didn't resolve shit. Yeah, but, I mean, Scott Bakula, he's uh, – You know, maybe a different captain. But myself, I don't really care what kind of series they do. There's a lot more stories to explore in the Trek universe. They could go to Starfleet. They could do all kinds yeah, of crap. Yeah, I think at the time, there were people were just like – the Trek market was definitely kind of oversaturated. And, you know, moving it to UPN, I'm sure, didn't help. No, that was probably the biggest uh, – bit of damage upn where shows go to die <laughs> the upn network which <laughs> is, the network was so bad it died yeah um, yeah so yeah that's uh that's true yeah but for me it's the franchise i'd like to see something something trek come back other than the fan films i mean i love the fan stuff but really i want to see something you know covered mm-hmm. by the network and with I, that budget. I wouldn't honestly i wouldn't mind seeing a new i mean it's been a while it's been a long time yeah it has so i wouldn't mind seeing a new star trek well hey I'm gonna do it especially do it since they've never covered they've never covered the romulan war which is the big story the big war story plot that never got touched but talked about mm-hmm. yeah the ramen war i love ramen yeah ramen, yeah. yeah fucking shrimp flavor versus <laughs> it only took four minutes and it was really buttery <laughs> Um, Taking on that beef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ramen war. <laughs> God. 
It's uh, kind of awesome. I love it. I it love is. It. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, was there a more recent show that uh, Fox canceled? Someone just did a list about this, by the way. Uh, almost Human. I, I was just going to – I was going to ask you – it Once was, we were done talking God, about Trek. It was such a good it, show. It really was. That thing was really starting to grow some and legs. What pissed me off is I was reading about it. It was on par with the fucking following as far as viewership. Like it, yeah. it wasn't that it had piss poor viewership. They fucking canceled the following. And, and they fucking canceled it. <laughs> canceled both of them. Yeah, but the following at least had a second season. And that's, uh, yeah. Uh, and then think, they canceled it. I think they, it was the second season that was at the same time as Almost Human. You know okay, what? Yeah, it was. What must be happening is at Fox they keep changing Coke dealers, and you know it's a different grade. I don't know. Like they're just like, hey, uh, let's have another season of American Idol, which at least finally was announced that that's over. Thank I know. God. Boy, you talk about a show that could have been canceled a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got For fucking real. thirty of them. It's yeah. like it's. Uh, the American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent yeah, and but I mean that's not all on Fox. It's just, yeah, you know what you know what Fox though. could do without uh, to bring back. Hey, look, Fox, let's make a deal, okay? Uh, if you could just cancel, is let's make a deal on Fox. You, you no? could just, okay. no, if you could just cancel one Gordon Ramsay show and then maybe do another season of a good show, I'd be okay with that. Because look, I love Gordon Ramsay, but he doesn't need fucking Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen Nightmares, which actually I think that did end. Uh, Hotel Nightmares, um, Master Chef, Master Chef Kids Edition. It's like what the? Do you know Jesus? There, there are at least at least, and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this, and I throw this number out. There are at least 15 different cooking shows that are all exactly the same. Oh yeah, they're all exactly the same. They're all hey, prepare this with these circumstances, and then three incredibly pretentious people are going to try them tell you they like this they 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 like your presentation but don't like your food and then send one of you home 15 different shows with that format yeah i heard the north korean version's pretty good though because it's actual executions at the end <laughs> their version of chopped you yeah actually you chopped. are actually chopped yes um well but no the the taste on whatever channel that's on, they have four pretentious people. Oh, oh. They, they've upped the ante. Wow, talk about mixing up the formula. I, I seriously, I always think about uh, because Matt did a tweet about it, and I, every time I watch one of these shows, Matt's tweet is, "So what have you prepared for us today? It's a plate of shit." <laughs> like, well, I really like your presentation, but the texture I don't care for. And I was like, that is every fucking show that centers around food except they say it doesn't have a good mouthfeel it doesn't have a good mouthfeel yeah. right that's what it is i remember the first time <laughs> i fucking heard that on chopped and i was just like wait what did he just say it doesn't have a good mouthfeel it's it sounds like porno speak really. i've said that yeah. i've said this before but i want that job i want that job so bad i just get to eat like amazing food and then tell people it's not that good like that's the most pretentious easiest job in the world yeah speaking of that, i think pornhub actually has a show in development for food network now oh, i'm sure they do <laughs> i actually uh, what's funny is there are a shit ton of, of food shows out there but i love them yeah. i'm like if there is any type of like reality competition show that i am flat out hooked on uh it's cooking shows Although oh, I watch them still. Although yeah. on Netflix, I did just like uh, a couple weeks ago binge watched a reality show called The Quest, which I hope I don't know if it was a Netflix show or if it was on some. I hope it gets a second season because the nerd in me was all over it. 
basically they took a bunch of people and they put them in a fake medieval kingdom. Yeah. And it was all about the who is going to be the one hero. And they had to do challenges that were all like medieval based, like using bows and arrows and oh. swords and catapults. Oh, and, yeah. And see, shit. the nerd of me is. And yeah. it was, I mean, you still had the reality show beats where everyone had their little uh, uh, confessional videos and, and there's some obnoxious douchebags on there. But other than that, yeah. it was really fun. And the fact that there were actors that got to portray these characters in this, because it was a story that was being told. It wasn't just like, hey, who's going to be the next medieval you know, hero? It was There was a story being told around them. And they had to react to the actors yeah. that were playing, like the the princess and the the evil guy and the the hero and all this other stuff. Like it was just it was a lot of fun. What is and that on? It uh, I saw it on Netflix and it was called The Quest. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. And even at the end of it, when they when they ended it and they defeated the bad guy, there was a uh, kind of a turncoat bad guy who escapes or something like that. And you're like, oh, they fucking left it open to where they could do another season. So I don't know, but all right. And okay. I'm more than anything, I would just love to be a contestant. <laughs> um, did you ever watch Pushing Daisies? I did not. That is a fantastic. That's another one of those shows. Yeah, that, that's that's that. That one. show got canceled way I heard too that early. That was yeah. a really popular show too. Yeah, and, and they still can't it. They, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but again, I feel like that was another one of those shows that was just ahead of its time. It had all the charm of things like Firefly. So it and Lee Pace is not his brooding self in this one. He's not just walking around with a fucking confused scowl like he is in everything else he's done since Pushing Daisies. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's it's a brilliant show, and the cast is fantastic. It was such a good show. Uh, Candid in the first season. Yeah, it's uh, is that one out on Netflix yet? I, I don't know, actually. You would think so, because it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, it's another one, another really good show that got canceled. Yeah, for me, you know, Revolution. I know a lot of people hated it and it got panned a lot, but it was finally getting to a point where there was some, you know, actual story behind everything going on, and they canceled it, and then they left this weird ass ending where the the nanites basically run off and form their own colony so that maybe they'll do something later. But it was just weird the way they ended it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good news, guys. Heroes is coming back. So Is it really? Yeah, Heroes Reborn. You didn't know? Uh, They're bringing back everybody. It sounds like the actually, worst can I, can reunion. I just say, can I, I'm going to make the statement right now. And If uh, you say season no, no, two was the best, hold I'm going to no, kill no, you. No, that's not what I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to say that I would actually like to see Heroes brought back. Because uh, to me, that show died in season two. It actually ended in season two. There was no three and four. <laughs> so I would love to see it picked up again there, from that point. This is what I'm going to say. And brought back. Hey, Peter, time traveled and changed everything from season two. Forward. Perfect. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do this. Season three started very strong. Season three started very strong. And then the, I, 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 they did that fucking Eclipse episode and just... Every and they did that a good four or five episodes in, right? So they open up the like 
it's all action. It's not this bullshit weird story that they tried to do. And like, great. It was fantastic. All these plot twists and it was awesome. The first like four episodes or whatever of season three. And then they did that stupid eclipse episode. And I was like, this is the dumbest show. I've at, why did I think this was going to be a good show? And I was old faithful. I stuck it through the second season, which was a horrible. That season was painful to watch. But the problem with season two is that's when the writers strike. Right. Happened, and that fucked it. Yeah. Because it fucked it bad. They could, because this season, the way they ended it, that was supposed to, that wasn't supposed to end like that. It was, right. There's, other stuff they had a whole different yeah, yeah right and they had to change everything and it really just yeah and then you got into season four with the weird creepy circus uh, yeah. and which unfortunately and, had a start like ray park was in it for the like I, the, there was the the circus thing i didn't have a problem with i thought it was like oh that's that is a great way yeah. to explain a bunch of people with weird powers right and you have and the the I don't know the actor's name, but he was the kind of the ringleader. Yeah, yeah, and he's I great. Like that guy. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. He does bad guy so well. Yeah, he does. In fact, I think I think his name might be like John Bad Guy or something like that. Like, <laughs> but that's what we'll call it. It's French. It's Bad Guy, <laughs> yeah, <or> whatever. But <laughs> I think Bad Guy is his name. Yeah, because he, does cause he that's all he does. Well. Yeah, but he's yeah he he was really good mm-hmm. uh, in that season. But it's just but, the, the story writing was yeah. shit. By that point, yeah, so they can I never get it back. Nope. I just, Heroes Reborn, just everything about it. I'm just like, no. But hey, no, uh, you lost me. What, what's the guy who who played the main character on Heroes? Ventimiglio. Uh, Ventimiglio. Vi, Milo. Milo. Yeah, Milo that guy. I mean, at least he's on the slap. <laughs> no. See, I see shit like the slap, and then I just it makes me hate television. I saw a trailer for the slap and I was like, you can't fucking bring back Firefly, but you're going to make the slap. Somebody did a a, a YouTube video that's the slap uh, part two. And it's just there's somebody playing like the the Milo character and he just I didn't have the sound on, but I watched it. It was so fucking funny because he walks up and he slaps the kid. And somebody like the parents are like, hey, and they come running up. And he turns around, and he slaps them. <laughs> and then like everyone else, he just walks around. And he starts slapping everybody. They call the cops. The SWAT team shows up and he slaps all of them. <laughs> so it's just it's just like two minutes of him slapping everybody. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, I watch stuff like that. And I'm just like, what? how does how is that even how do you pitch that as a sustainable show? How is that sustainable? I don't know. Like, how do you invest money into bullshit like that? It's just, it's just so frustrating because if you would just, if you would stop investing in these stupid fucking shows like that and just let these show, cause a show like Almost Human, I feel like you need a season to really kind of know what kind of show you're looking at. It's finding its groundwork. Yeah. It's finding its audience. Like, fucking let it breathe. Let it get to the second season. But no. No, no, no. We need to make room for the slap. <laughs> Asshole. Well, the Sarah Connor Chronicles was actually a show I would have liked to have seen more of. Yes. I know it was kind uh-huh. of a weird, like, let's retcon the, you know, everything yeah. with the time travel. But I actually enjoyed this series. Once again, yeah. Summer Glau. Yeah, it was the, there was the Glau curse. Yeah. But, well, but still, like, I enjoyed it and I would have liked to have seen more. Yeah. But, you know. Would whatever. you like to know more? I would. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck Fox. <laughs> uh, well, we're almost out of time. So real quickly, any other shows that like pop up in your mind that you would have loved to have seen more of that got canceled kind of early in its in its infancy? 
Survivor for definite. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, CSI something or other. <laughs> CSI Malibu. I mean, that was a great CSI one. Malibu. Really no, CSI Boise. Uh, <laughs> uh, CSI a Idaho. CSI Rhode Island. Well, we found a corn in a place you wouldn't expect. It. <laughs> CSI Roadhouse. <laughs> they should just have a CSI for one major city in every state. Yeah, I don't know why they don't. Actually, why don't they just set one up, you know, like a studio, like local local network news, same kind of studio, just CSI. I don't know. It's because they're moving on now. It's CSI Cyber. <laughs> <laughs> CSI In Space. Um, which I heard something about Ted Danson's character from CSI is going to be joining CSI Cyber or I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't anymore. matter. It's just. But I heard NCIS is getting a new city oh, location oh, somewhere. Oh, good. Good. Because that's what we need. Another show oh, where Jesus. every criminal comes on everything and then that's how they find him. That's the that's literally the plot to every episode. But, but that's not NCIS. NCIS is the Navy police. So that doesn't matter. I don't understand why? That doesn't matter. Just <laughs> every everything they investigate. Oh well, they left. They don't. They don't leave anything but semen. That's yeah. it. That's the saying. only way they catch every fucking criminal. Yeah, it's NCIS Kansas City because they want to get as far away from the water as possible. I'm just saying, I liked I liked NCIS better when it was Jag. <laughs> And truth be told, I liked Jag better when it was Magnum PI. I'm just saying. Bazing! Ooh. That was strong. That was super strong. Jag reference. That was taking it all the way back. That was strong. Wow. That you can end there. That was that was solid, Mike. Show over. Show over. Seacrest out. (laughs) All right, I'll find a three minute playout so we can all time. Singing uh, along. Anyway, uh, yeah. So you got anything coming up? Uh, I do. Uh, I will be uh, this coming Friday. Uh, I will be at the Falconer Room in Redlands, California, uh, at 9 p.m. It's a free show. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And then uh, Sunday, uh, I will not be in the studio. So That's if right. you are venturing out of your home and not listening to the Jack of All Nerds, which you should, but if you don't. Um, then you should only be going to the DBA wine bar in Pomona. Uh, we're having our two year anniversary. Um, it's going to be a pretty incredible show. Um, the Melissa Villasenor, uh, David Waite, David Ross, um, it, it, just an incredible lineup. So that show is free. Starts at eight. Uh, so come on down. Yep. And uh, getting back to the the Falcon Room, is there going to be some Falcon comedy at the Falcon Room? There will. Actually, that's part of the thing is everybody has to perform with a Falcon. Are you technically – are you a Falcon comedian? Yes. Doing some Falcon comedy. Are you you Falcon Falcon kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That actually used to be one of my favorite phrases ever. You need to stop Falcon with a man. Yeah. I used to have a button that said, are you Falcon kidding me? Because I thought it was the funniest pun I've ever heard in my life. When I I used to work at the, the dealership, there's Falcon Tires. And so that was some that was always everyone's favorite yep. thing. Hey, you're gonna get some Falcon tires on this Falcon car. Because like, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, a bunch of mechanics. We're all. I mean, what just, are you gonna do? We have uh, that kind of sense of humor. Just Falcon around. That only just, an just elementary school around. student could appreciate. But yeah, I mean, come by and hear some Falcon jokes. Yeah. It'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be a Falcon good time. Um, also coming up. Uh, Maybe for us, maybe not. I'm not sure because we haven't uh, checked our schedules yet. But nerds like us 
is doing a midnight screening of Independence Day on uh, July. It'll be midnight on July 3rd. So yeah. It'll, if, it'll be July 4th. Welcome to Earth. It'll be Independence Day on Independence Day. hey Yeah. And they will have not Will Smith there. Yeah. So, <laughs> and July 3rd, I have a uh, Riverside Art Walk. I'm going to be selling some of my work out there on that day as well. That's, That's a metaphor for his yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking of getting some more ink. I need fresh skin. Uh, no, what was that, John? Uh, no, uh, July 3rd, I'm also going to be out at Riverside Art Walk uh, selling some of my work. What kind of work? Some. Uh, artwork, man. I know artwork, but like, what kind of artwork, John? Uh, painting some actually specifics. Some... <laughs> I do penis painting. Uh, like, uh, what do you do? What painting do... of the penis? No, no, I'm not doing that kind of imagery. Those are too small anyway. Um, no, just some uh, some painting, some sculpturing, uh, sculpting. Ah, Jesus Christ. Use your words. You sculpt Jesus Christ. I wow. did, and That's I did awkward. not. <laughs> yeah, but not the kind of like, blasphemer kind of... <laughs> on Father's Day, no less. Not some nerd, got nerdy some artwork. paintings of Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> Just various art pieces I've been working on over the over the last couple of years. So. Sweet. And where where can people find out more information? Uh, I don't know. I'll have more information up next week just before it comes on, up. On your own Facebook page? Yeah, probably at this point. I'm too tired to actually have any real information on <laughs> me. So. Okay. Well, that's uh. So that's that's gonna do it for us, I think. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nothing. Nothing more for you. Nothing no. More for you. And uh, oh yeah, I didn't get to finish. So uh, nerds like us, midnight screening, Independence Day. For more information, go to facebook.com/nerdslikeus, and then we'll have more information and a link to purchase tickets if you are interested in that event. Yes. So this has been the Jack of All Nerds. I believe all three of us are gonna go and pass out somewhere uh, because I feel like we all need to sleep. Yep, that's happening. Absolutely. So, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later.